This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. That is from our very own Minnesota Semisonic. Dan Wilson and his brother and friends. That was a great song in the day. Do you remember Mm -hmm. Trip Shakespeare? I do, yes. John Munson. Elaine, Elaine, the uh, drummer, stand-up drummer. Yes, I do remember Trip Shakespeare. Yeah, she was so awesome. Yeah, it was the best reason to go see those guys, to watch her play drums standing up. Like Sheila E is a stand-up drummer, too. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. You guys, there was some news that broke yesterday that I think we should just discuss as a foodie situation. Yeah. Gosh, I could not wait to ask you about this. Yeah. This the announcement was made yesterday that the Surly Beer Hall is going to be closed indefinitely beginning November 2nd. They were also closed yesterday, so I'm not quite sure why um, they didn't open yesterday, but... It's interesting because there's a lot of hubbub about it because on August 31st, the Surly management was notified that their employees were trying to unionize. Yes. And they decided the next day to release a statement that said due to COVID that they need to close because they can't make any money by being closed the entire winter and with large gatherings not in the imminent future They felt like it was in the best interest to close. So people are sad that Surly's closing because that beer hall was very um, revolutionary. And it was one of it it busted the laws where it allowed people that distributed Minnesota made beer to also have you drink it in their beer hall. Mm-hmm. So they created this early law space too, mm-hmm. and it's so close to the station. We'd meet there all the time for work meetings, and it was a, just had a cool vibe. It was the first place that I went because it was close, and I yeah. didn't. And when I moved here, I'm like, okay, I know I can get there. You know, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you're in an I unfamiliar city, yeah, yeah, I love it. I had a great cheese plate. Tried a lot of their beers. They yeah. have mm-hmm. great beer. They have great food. Mm-hmm. A lot of great employees. Um, they will still be brewing beer for sale mm-hmm. uh, in cans and obviously in kegs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot of people that are feeling very, the word they use in a lot of the comments is disgusted about that they feel like this timing really coincides with trying to bust the union. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot more restaurant uh, folks and distillery folks talking about unionizing to get benefits. And, yeah, Tattersall did it. Yep, Their higher hourly wage. Yeah, the Tattersall's employees just voted a couple weeks ago and decided to unionize. Yeah, they're the first in the nation. Actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, the, do you think what what do you think that is really going on? Because the other thing that I also read is that they they got help from the government, like two to five million dollars with 
you know, the PPP money, the PPP mm-hmm. money. Right. So is that what's going on? And also, were they open in this meantime? Because every time I went, there was always a waiting. You always had to wait. There was it was just jammed with people. And I know that they'd have to worry about, you know, the spacing, you know, the distancing and everything. But yeah, was it, people were still going. Yes. But the covid environment is a real thing. And right. yeah. through no fault of anybody is I love how quick the commenters are on Facebook to, you know, Governor Walls is shutting down the state of Minnesota and ruining businesses for everyone. Mm. Regardless <clears throat> of, you know, what your point of view is on that, we do have a pandemic. We haven't been in one before. Nobody knows the answers to all these questions. But one thing we do know is that in closed environments that aren't properly ventilated, we have had spread. So mm-hmm. however you feel about that and whatever your politics are, that's pretty factual at this point. And I think as a business owner, it's hard to mitigate all of that for your employees, for your customers, for your guests. And, you know, you can't take any of these venues, whether it's Surly or whether it's Butcher and Boar, which also announced that they were closing. Right. And yeah. put, you know, half of the people in there or 25% of the people and make any money. Right. What is a little sad, and this is just my personal opinion, but like with um, Butcher and Boar's announcement that they were closing, they were like, yeah, due to COVID and due to the unrest in downtown Minneapolis, this was also a line that was used by um, the folks in Uptown at um, Cowboy Jack's. They say like that it's due to the unrest and the, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously COVID is a big part of it. Maybe the unrest is part of it. But like with Butcher and Boar, they hadn't been paying their liquor taxes for almost a year, allegedly. So there's more problems happening behind the scenes. And when your employees are trying to unionize, usually that's an indicator of not having faith in management or not feeling valued as employees. So there's always where there's smoke, there's fire usually in some regard. Right. Yeah, about 110 employees trying to get together and unionize. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a large chunk of people who all feel the same way and and uh, want change. You know. Yeah. So you wonder, like, that's just not one disgruntled employee. That's mm-hmm. not two disgruntled employees. I yeah. have to say, though, right. as a former business owner myself, that's what I was just going to oh, ask you. Just what, all- how do you feel about this whole unionizing thing? I'm not a big fan of the unions. I'll be perfectly honest. I think that in the day. When they were originated, they had a lot of value. And I think we could be getting to that a similar day yeah. when, you know, you have very few rights for workers. Wages aren't improving. Mm-hmm. healthcare isn't improving. I see the, that for certain industries, safety isn't improving and you're putting your workers at risk. Mm, That's right. what's bubbling up all of this. Not unlike it did in the, I guess, maybe the 1920s would have been a similar time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of what's happening. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's just a really challenging time to be a business owner and just all businesses. I mean, Hubbard Broadcasting, sales are down. Sales are down everywhere. Retail has just yeah. been decimated. Restaurants, hospitality, uh, hotels, the tourism industry. You know, there are some bright spots. Uh, people are buying homes, so real estate's great. People, mm-hmm. health insurance is going through the roof. Um, there are some other bright spots. Grocery, obviously, has done yeah. really well. But as a whole, it's just been a really challenging time. Yeah, That's I was really just thinking um, there's a place where I get, like, custom T-shirts made for uh, my 
<clears throat> ghost hunting team. You know, mm-hmm. if I want a new T-shirt and they'll just do one individual one. You don't have to do a bulk. And I thought, oh, my oh, gosh, nice. they're probably struggling. Um, oh, yeah. I love them. It's Big Frog in yep. Woodbury. And I'm thinking, gosh, there's no events right now. Nobody has, uh, a, you know, uh, kids aren't playing soccer. You know, there's not all of these sports team right. teams going on or group teams, bowling yeah, leagues. Or walks or I mean, honestly, how, how are they going to survive and and when you think about you know i I don't know how they're doing but it's just a little element i was also i saw an ad for makeup remover like i use these makeup remover wipes Mm -hmm. neutrogena those are great wipes yeah Yeah, to take my makeup off at night and the ad was targeted towards um if you're not using makeup right now you still need to clean your skin because when you think about it, so many people were working from mm-hmm. home. They're not wearing makeup. Makeup sales are probably down. And they're not taking that makeup off. So it's just the, the little spider webs that oh, just go yeah. everywhere. Clothing. All yeah. business is just. And the food so... producers, like the farmers that oh. make the eggs and the farmers that have the meat and sell the produce and the microgreens to your local restaurants. Oh, yeah. my You know, gosh. they can't just make. And they've, they've got these hogs already being their. What, a, yeah, what do hogs up. do? Yeah, they're eating and they're getting fat, right? Yeah. For uh-huh. slaughter. Yeah, right. Um, it's well, a, and with COVID at the meatpacking places, too, they yep. shut them down. So there's excess hogs. Yes, there is excess hogs. <laughs> Kenny, we need you. I mean, we need you to butcher some Kenny, hogs. we need your ex- <laughs> the excess yeah. hog. Wow. Yeah. I would have. You can buy a hog for uh, next to nothing. but it, You can it's, now. It's, it's the butchering it part. You've yeah. got to find somebody to butcher it. And just because yep. you can butcher up a, a deer doesn't equate to butchering a hog. It's a, it, it's a slightly different skill set, and that's why I have not done it. Mm. Yeah. Learn how to butcher. But yeah, you're right. It, it was all those things right, in COVID that, that shut down the plants. And then the reason that the farmers are upset is because they need to get rid of the big, full-grown hogs to make room for the babies. Mm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so it's all and about And they eat space. more food probably too. Yeah, so it's all about, you know, it's it's basically a rotating crop. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, to dumb it way down for you. So Yeah. That's, yeah. That's Stupid COVID. It. So Stupid same going. thing with cattle too to someone. So oh, right. right, my we raise cows and so I'm mm-hmm. just thinking about like there was a time whenever you would sell the cows because that's when they want to butcher them. Mm-hmm. And, Right. And we would turn over more cows. I mean, we didn't have a lot at all, but, you know, it was just this microcosm of what the bigger picture is. Yeah. Right. And it's impacting everybody in yes. all facets of life. And well, the other thing, too, is the technology. That's another, of course, industry that's booming. I mean, everyone's has to be online and watching you know, shows and everything. Um but the companies that have been able, like like the t-shirt company, Don, you were talking mm-hmm. about, I wonder if they've been able to pivot to online sales, oh, making sure. custom shirts. And, you know, if if you didn't make that jump, then, then you know, you're really, what do you do? Yeah. They just value you know? Zoom at more than Ford Motor Company. Oh, wow. my gosh. Wow. Yeah, okay, just in see? the gajillions. But also, like, wow. okay, so you sell... I'll just use like peanut butter. You sell peanut butter and now you can't sell peanut butter locally and you can't sample it at stores. You can't go to farmer's market. So that's really cutting in. So you're going to do online sales. Okay, well, that's not super easy. And the whole shipping piece and perishables. And then let's just say it's all great and you get it all online. You still have to do marketing. Like nobody just comes to your place to buy peanut butter that they don't know about or that they don't think about. Yeah, so it's a very complicated web. I couldn't find any canned corn. 
yesterday. I still can barely find toilet yeah. paper. Right, right. Why yeah, are really? we still so obsessed about wiping? Yeah, yeah well, you it's know, like it's fun. Clorox it's nice to be clean. I, I get it. But I mean, really, there's enough toilet paper in the world. Yeah. Why are we still not able to buy it? It's it's hoarding. It's having something that you're like, well, at least I can control this. People I have, are hoarding the corn, too, Don. I have 20 rolls yeah. of. Yeah, I think so, too. We had the same problem getting corn. Yeah, I was trying to make Phil's recipe of his black beans, corn. I'll bring you a can of corn tomorrow. I hoarded some. Oh, yeah. I'll bring it. (laughs) We had to buy those little, you know, the little little corn, like the little fruit, like the nibblers. Yeah, fruit cups. Little nibblers. You got some nibblers. nibblers. We had to buy those just for corn. Okay. We might have to break because this is just getting boring. Yeah. Digress to nibblers. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth Reese will be next. Yeah. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And we have Elizabeth Reese with our Dirt Alert. Good morning, Elizabeth. Well, good morning, morning. friends. Nice to have you all on the line this morning. Mm-hmm. Nice to have good morning. you. Okay, let's talk about Dwayne The Rock Johnson talking about he and his family recovering from coronavirus. Ooh. So this is really interesting. And he described the ordeal as a kick in the gut. And then saying he was so thankful that they've all since come out on the other side. Okay, so uh, The Rock is 48 years old. He shared this on Instagram that he and his wife, Lauren, who's 35, and their daughters, who are four and two, were all sick with COVID-19 for the last three weeks, but are now feeling better. And he posted a pretty lengthy video, I think it's like 12 minutes long, where he talked about this being one of the most challenging and difficult things they have ever had to endure as a family and he said we're on the other end of it we're on the other side we're no longer contagious and we are thank god we are healthy um and he apparently the kids you know and this is kind of what you're hearing from a lot of families if somebody in the family gets it and then everybody gets it uh the kids were okay had really really mild symptoms but then for him and his wife it was a lot harder and you think about like in how good of shape Dwayne the Mm -hmm. Rock Johnson is Yes. Everybody talks about underlying health conditions and all these things of like, if, you know, lots of things that can lead to um, more intense symptoms of COVID-19. And I don't think Dwayne The Rock Johnson or his wife have any of those. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that we tell ourselves things to make us feel better. Uh, that's, we, the, that's how we survive life in general. Steph. Yeah. So we want to <laughs> just like think we can control things that maybe we can't control. And yeah. There are still a lot of people that feel like coronavirus is a hoax, but I can tell you if you know someone that has. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As it had it, it is no joke. Yeah. And or if you know thirty people or people who have died. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's very real. 
Well, this is something, too, that uh, apparently he said they contracted from a family friend. And I think that also, you know, as people have sort of widened their quarantine circle, right? Wasn't there a time when you only saw a certain amount of people? Yep. And I yep. get that's unsustainable. You can't do and that And going forever. to, like, weddings and baby showers and things. I, you know, I did went to a baby shower this summer. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did, too. There are just choices that you have to make. But I feel so bad for these people that, like... They had a wedding and then, you know, 30 people from their wedding got sick. Oh, gosh. I know. I saw that with a funeral. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yes. we decided not to go to a family funeral because we were too nervous. Yeah. It's just sad. Well, and being pregnant, too. Let's yeah. I mean, that adds a, a little other... extra layer of, of yeah. um, you know, kind of weirdness, which apparently a lot of places are saying that you have to get a COVID test when you're in labor, when you're getting giving birth. Oh, my sister-in-law. Oh, really? Just she gave birth, to? yeah, and she we, she had a baby last Saturday, yeah. My sister had to have one too. Yep, and had to get a, a COVID ago. test, oh, and man. then her and her husband, my brother, couldn't leave their area for the whole time they're at the hospital. They had to stay in their room. Yeah, I dropped off food to my sister for when she had a baby, and I obviously wasn't allowed to go in. And then they didn't even have her husband come out and get it, which I kind of thought they might do. They had like a really nice valet guy and I just handed him the bag of groceries and he went up and gave it to them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's stressful right now. I'm kind of more nervous about the COVID tests than I am about the birthing part, but maybe I've had two. They're oh. fine. Okay, good. That makes me <laughs> good. feel better. You're fine. You, if you can birth a baby, Elizabeth, you'll be fine. I know. And I have a lot of irrational fears. It just happens. <laughs> it's just, that's a unique thing this Let's time Let's be clear. Around. I'm nervous about the birthing part again, too. You know how they say you forget? Guess what? You don't. You remember. You know. I remember. Okay. Don't tell me you forget. Talk about the stories we tell ourselves to get us to continue to do difficult things in life. That's one of them. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) I appreciate Dwayne The Rock Johnson coming out and talking about this. I do too. Because I think the more people do, you know, the more I'll be like, oh, that happened. When it happens to someone you know. I know. Or you can have a chance to talk to someone that it's happened to them. It just makes it Well, feel think more about real. when Tom Hanks said that he and Rita Wilson had it. I mean, that was like yeah. the legitimizing of COVID in the mm-hmm. United States. And they were yes. one of the first. Yeah. They were a couple of the first to come right. out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Britney Spears told a court this week that her decade-long conservatorship was voluntary. Um, it's been in place for the past 12 years. It dictates her personal and professional life um, under the supervision of her father And the conservatorship was extended last month, also revealed that her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, was named the trustee of a trust that was initially set up to protect Britney and her children's finances. Her, um, I guess they wanted the trust to be relocated. And in these new documents, Britney Spears is the one who is asking a particular company to serve as conservator of the estate, saying this is a voluntary conservatorship. Conservative wishes to exercise her right to nominate a conservator of the estate. That's hmm. what her attorney wrote in a filing. Now, of course, you know, I mean, I don't know. There could be other things that are leading to her writing that. Right. Or I mean, she's not writing it, obviously. She's signing what her attorney says. Yeah. Um, I'm glad for her, though. I just want peace. I know. Well, I think peace for her. Um, if her sister can help her out, that's great. It, I think yeah, probably like she likes a, it like that. Yeah, she she definitely I think needs some help. I mean, yeah, it's just some sort of help. Yep, in all sorts of arenas. <laughs> yeah, well, we can see that even just from her Instagram. Yeah, that is exactly where you see it. Yeah. Oh boy. Some people's yeah. Instagram accounts hide the truth. Like, do you know people who yeah. make 
weekends and trips look so fun. And then you talk to them later and they're like, that was not that fun. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you posting like this? You made it look so fun. I think uh, that's what I have to remember every time I look at something and think, okay, well, my weekend involved uh, two fights with my husband, 16 (laughs) meltdowns from my children. You know, me really just wanting to take a nap instead of doing anything that anybody asked me to do. And then it looks like everyone else is floating on a boat, like loving life. But uh, I have to remember that that people like Stephanie's sister worship you, though. Yes. She has a huge crush on you. Yes. And Elizabeth knows this. Instagram. Well, she knows that. It's not all sunshine and rainbows over yeah. here, doesn't she? She listens to your podcast, okay, so yeah, she, she definitely does. knows the truth. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get the real stuff. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Elizabeth. Yeah. You can listen to Elizabeth every morning for the Dirt Alert at about 8.15-ish. 8.20. 8.20? I know there's an official time. <laughs> Whenever you get to me, I show up. Those yeah. times. Yeah. We'll be right back. We are My Talk 1071. If you missed any of all the great content that we've had today, or maybe you missed yesterday's show and you heard that we talked about something awesome, because we did, you can find it on the podcasts and you can subscribe to the podcasts. And we would love it if you would subscribe to all the podcasts of all the shows, including Weekly Dish, which is my show, which is on Saturdays from 9 to 11. And we know a lot of you don't listen live, but you listen on the podcast and we really appreciate it. So thank you. You are the best. Hey, while you're there, also check out our listener rewards. Uh, you, there's some really great prizes on there. Right now, you can get lit with a $1,500 Lighting RX makeover from Southern Lights. Mm-hmm. Steph, how cool would that be? Yes. Oh, yes. All you need to do is get the app, stream online, get registered. Uh, there's also chances to win advanced screening of Amazon original movie All In, The Fight for Democracy. We have gift cards to Staples, Dick's Sporting Goods, Starbucks, and Chipotle. So, yeah, get that app or mytalk1071.com. You guys, yesterday there was something on Twitter that was trending. And Twitter is, I have a lot of feels about Twitter. Like sometimes I like it when there's things happening uh, fast in the news because you can really get a lot of information quickly. Mm-hmm. Other times I feel like I'm in a cesspool of hatred <laughs> yeah, and uh-huh. that's terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, so I kind of dip in and out of Twitter in my feelings. But there was something that was trending yesterday about musicians' deaths. That hit you the hardest. And it was interesting that a lot of the same names kind of kept coming up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Oh, yeah, that one. Can you think of any, like, musician that... Oh, yeah. Oh, Alexis, what? No, right when you said this, the first person that jumped into my head was Whitney Houston. I don't know how often she was on their their list. Yeah, she was on it a lot, actually. I remember where I was. I remember... Because she was, she had that big comeback that she was working yes. on her album, and you know, it's just it was. She was so going to sing at the Grammys, exactly. And we just ordered tacos. I remember, and Angel said it, and I was like, "You're joking," because you know, an alert, an, you know, an alert came up on his phone. I was like, "No, no, no!" And then everyone in the taco joint, we all started talking about it. Yeah, and that what that to me was so shocking. Cause I she, was, she was making a comeback. Yeah, I was sitting at the bar at Meritage. With yeah. palm frites and a glass of champagne and oh. a girlfriend, and it came on the TV, and then we were all just like, "Oh my gosh!" Again, same thing. Entire bar, whole restaurant talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah. would have been fifty-seven this year. Oh wow! wow. I wow. remember uh, where I was when Michael Jackson 
died. Mm-hmm. That was a real shock. We were I was hosting a happy hour with listeners and they everybody had just gotten there and we were just all watching the TV. It was very it turned into it was supposed to be a fun event and it was just so somber and sad and we just couldn't believe it, you yeah. know? It was yeah. just devastating. Um one so young. obviously Prince yes was Prince uh-huh. Probably for me, if I had to rank them, I would say Prince is for sure number one for me, but Mm. also um, David Bowie in January when he died. Mm -hmm. And it was so surprising because nobody really even knew that he was sick. Mm -hmm. That was a big one um, that I felt. And Prince was, I remember hearing it on the radio and I worked, I owned a business that was right down on the river road by downtown. And I immediately... Like, first I cried, then I went and I went to First Avenue. Mm. And I was standing there just like looking at that place because that was the very first time I saw him. Oh, wow. And there was this guy. At this point, there were probably about six people there, right? And people were starting to kind of gather and show up. And I actually have a video of it because I was doing some reporting for my talk. And I was just, it was so quiet and sad and just thinking about him. And there was this man that was standing near me that was like six foot eight. He was so tall and he had a giant Afro mm-hmm. and he just was so tall and like large. And I was like, wow, there's this huge guy. And he was sad too. And we were just kind of standing independently. And then at some point he turned, he looks at me and he comes over and we hug Aww. and we both cried and hugged. Never met this man before. And I just remember because he was like, uh, this sounds bad, but he was like a Wookiee. He was so big. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and so we both cried and then we broke and then I continued on my way. And I've, I've thought about that guy a lot. Mm-hmm. And years later, like recently, I saw a video of the scene of First Avenue on that day and of mm-hmm. people like milling around and all the flowers and and I saw the guy again in the video, and oh. I thought, "Oh, he was still there all that time later." And he had wow. you had a moment where yeah. you just uh, two human beings coming together, and and another just yeah. weird story about that day. Think he hugged too? I don't know. Just I don't know. Stephanie, Alexis, hopefully. Just hugged oh, Stephanie. I'm sorry. Hopefully. Yeah, just, don't okay. take away anything. Whoops, from sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> later that day, we went back to First Avenue because they had a street concert, kind of in memory oh, of him. Oh. And I was there with my friend Sarah and Lizzo was playing and she got to the event. She flew in, I think, from somewhere where she was performing. And so she was kind of running late and they were parting the crowd to kind of get Lizzo up to the front of the stage. Mm -hmm. So I was laughing because as she's walking through the crowd, you know, she was like, you know, look out, here I come. And she was just hilarious. And that was the first time I ever saw Lizzo perform either. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so she performed, and, and she said something about it, or did oh, she? Yeah, she. Well, she was walking through the crowd with. It wasn't even security; it was like radio station people trying to get her up to the stage. Yeah, because there were so many people that came out. It was like ten thousand people. It was oh. an impromptu concert in the middle of the First Avenue street. Wow! Wow! Uh, yeah. Then later that night, we tried to get into First Avenue. We were on the list, but there was no getting in or out. It was mm. just packed with people and the sure. guy behind me was smoking a cig and I just remember I turned and I was like this feels like in 1980 at a Prince show when I had a lot of Aquanet 
and the guy behind me was smoking and I was sure that he was going to accidentally start my hair on fire. <laughs> so if you could just not start my hair on fire, because we were literally smushed body to body in a line waiting to try to get into First Avenue. We stood there for four hours and never made it in. Oh, boy. So wow. I was like, if you could just not burn my hair, that would be super. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got you. I'm not going to burn your hair. Like, okay, great. Then we're all good. Let's just continue to have you pressed up against me and me pressed up against the person in front of me. No, it wasn't Kenny. (laughs) Kenny, uh, can you think of a musician that impacted you like Uh, in that way? Three of them. um, And I'm going to show my age here, but I was really young, uh, but Elvis died. Oh, yes. Elvis was the the first uh, musician that I really fell in love with because my mom loved him. So... Uh, Elvis and the Beatles were the first bands that yep. she turned me on to. So I was crushed as a young kid when Elvis died. And then uh, this is going to show how eclectic my taste is. When Randy Rhodes, the guitar player for Ozzy Osbourne, oh, yeah. uh, was in an airplane and crashed into a bus and a mansion and died, that really affected me oh. as a kid. And then uh, later as an adult, when Kurt Cobain took his life, yeah, uh, I, I was not only was I shocked and sad, but I was really PO'd. I was really, really mad at Kurt for a long, long time. Mm. Uh, I did not handle that one well. He yeah. was 27. So, yeah. Yeah, he's so young. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I took it the wrong way, and I was really upset with him. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I, I changed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, everybody, yeah. people have those emotions when uh, people die by suicide. You just, you feel yeah. a whole bunch of, even if you don't know them, if they're an icon like that, it's, yeah. you just like, you and don't I understand. Said some stuff on the air. I said some stuff on the air that I wish I could retract. Uh, among many things I've said on the air, I wish you I could retract. You can retract it. But, you just did. But that, yeah. that's the one that I'm really, really upset uh, with myself about because I just said some really awful things and I really wish I wouldn't have. Well, uh, mm-hmm. with the Prince no thing. Uh, believe it or not, I kind of uh, expected it uh, because Prince really? had some serious health problems and w- made the news for the two two weeks leading up to his death. And uh, and it was just kind of, to me, it was obvious what was going on mm. uh, and that he was in a bad way and things were going wrong for him. And it just, it didn't surprise me when he passed. Uh, but my God, it was shocking and very, still, very sad yeah. and disappointed. And he's uh, disappointing still... You know, I, I used to be one of those hipsters that used to go out to Paisley at two in the morning to see his private little shows. Right, those impromptu shows. And then I was lucky enough to meet him once. I, I met him at a Miles Davis show. He had Miles Davis in town uh, for what was called then Glam Slam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so, yeah, it was, you know, I kind of expected it, but it was still seriously a, a big, big time bummer when he passed. Yeah. yeah. There were some other people that made this kind of impromptu list that I found was on Tupac Twitter. Was Tupac on there? Tupac, Tupac was on there. Yep. That, yeah. Amy Winehouse. Oh, right. Which, uh, yeah, I mean. That's another one. We saw that one coming. But still you know, so sad and so much talent yeah. just yeah, wasted. Just, just an awful way to go. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Whitney Houston, we talked about. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Oh. Yep. John Lennon. My God, I love Queen. Oh, geez, I love Queen. It's I still have not seen still... the movie because I love Queen so much. Oh, you I want it ruined? <laughs> I can't make myself go see somebody playing Freddie. Oh, you know, I kind of felt that way, just, but I liked it. Yeah, oh, my God. Job. He was just the ultimate, ultimate performer. Yeah. So good. Just the best front man ever. I'd oh, equate him with Elvis almost. Band. I loved him so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Jerry Garcia. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Come yeah, on. Yeah, Jerry Garcia was a big deal. Buddy Holly, uh, Chris Cornell. Oh, God. That <gasps> oh. just, oh, I, oh. A lot of people awful. had Chris on that list. I saw that uh, oh, those yeah. tweets earlier. Tom Petty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John Prine. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. John Prine, I cried. Yeah. I listened to um, a tribute show that someone did and played songs that he was influenced by, and it was just so powerful. Uh, Otis Redding, mm. Stevie oh. Ray. Jim oh, Croce. Ray, that shook me to the bone. Oh, that was upsetting. Okay, I feel like, Kenny, I'm dragging you through some hellscape yeah, here. Yeah, what's <laughs> we... oh. all about Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, my God, I saw him live so many times, at least a dozen times. I would travel to see him. There's one here never, that I don't... I've never seen anybody whose emotions come out like that on a guitar. Oh, cool. Him playing the guitar was the equivalent of uh, an R&B singer belting out a song you know yeah. it was just amazing he was amazing to me um let's see here's one that i don't know and it's probably gonna be embarrassing but do you know who lane staley is yeah yeah um who is he god i'm blanking right now i'm sorry um oh it's god. okay it'll come to, to you. work at a rock station sorry john denver i went to the john denver sanctuary in denver this year it was lovely oh, highly I recommended if you travel through colorado um, all right. I think Let's I got see. Michael Jackson is of uh, course on the list on. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. It was my number one. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Harry Chapin, that's an old one. Selena was a big deal when she died yes, because her manager yes. killed her. And, and she was... was so young. Oh yes. Think of the career she would have had, Alexis. Uh, yeah, she probably would have JLo's career. Alice in Chains. Oh, okay. Thank you. Ooh, Joe Strummer. That one I know hits close to Kenny's heart. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. I can't believe he's Boy, gone. Way to depress us, Stephanie. Yeah. Come on. Jeez, oh, we gotta Avicii. go to Carson. He's a new one. Avicii, yeah. yeah, more recent. So, all right. Sorry. I just thought it was kind of cool <laughs> no, to it think is about cool. the list <laughs> and where you were when it happened and yeah. Yeah. all the things. We can all relate to that for sure. Yeah. We'll take yeah. a break and be back. Good morning. We're listening to uh, Ricky Martin living La Vida Loca. It's so weird to think that he has four kids now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like yeah. that just seemed like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, that he was so young and fresh, and now he's still young and fresh and has four oh, kids he's and a dad. Hotter now, don't you? He looks amazing. Yeah, he's it's aging in reverse. Weird. Yeah, like, like yeah. the picture of Dorian Gray weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, how does Ricky Martin, where did I see him last? 
I feel like we just saw him recently. Um, what was it, Alexis? Because I feel like we talked about it on the show. Um, it, anyway, it doesn't matter. It was just like, whoa, what's up with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got a caliente husband. and you know, I love it when sad. you talk about him, you say caliente. Because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what he is. It's caliente. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know I like those Puerto Ricans. I do. I <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? There's a lot of joie de vie. <laughs> yeah. You know who loves the Puerto Ricans and their dad is Zen because he said what yesterday, Alexis? Dad, dad. Dad, dad, dad. Now, researcher Phil, I was saying that it's very likely that kids say dada first because of just the way that they learn and their way their mouth goes together. Researcher Phil wanted me to know that it's actually more likely for the children to say mama. mama, mama. Oh, it is? So oh, man. I'm so not that's... sure what to say for the you, Alexis. This could be <laughs> sadness. I thought, I thought I won, that it was just like, oh, I was just saying some stuff. It just yeah. was babbling. Okay. <laughs> you lost, Alexis. <laughs> I know. But it's so weird because you guys have been trying to get him to, or Onhill's been trying to get him to say Poppy. Poppy, yes. And I'm going, Mama, Mama. I mean, I will catch him sometimes on the couch going, Poppy? Pop, like r- real close to his face, <laughs> right into his eyes. Subliminally going, implanting. Yeah. Pointing at himself, Poppy, Poppy. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? Maybe you can have that. That's pretty and cute. And I guess he did now, even though it's da-da-da. But how yeah, are that the, happens. How are the distribution of chores going so far, eight months in? Uh, for him or the house stuff? Just generally. Are you Just, feeling like it's a 50-50, it's, it's well-managed? I have a pretty amazing partner. He, It's pretty 50-50. I did, too. It's amazing. He doesn't, you know, any kind of, um, like, uh, issues with the dogs, like, or, like, you know number two or throw up he handles all of that because he knows that i so there you know there there are things that we know you know like you just do like i like to do laundry so i do laundry you know that type of stuff um but yeah he's yeah he does a he's he's great you know what's funny Oh, I'll have to tell you tomorrow what's funny. Oh, oh well, it's about the, the, that's a bit. deep tease. It's about the division of labor. Oh, okay. Right. I'm writing so, this down so we yeah, can get back to it. I will it. write it down. Okay. All right, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And be good. Thanks, be kind. Steph. Be nice. Be fun. See you later. And you be you. Oh, baby, any day that you're gone away, it's a beautiful day.